ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. We're watching. Fashion trends. Pep talks where we give advice. Mental health moments. And games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.
You're tuned into 199 Radio. Join me, Gareth Main, with my favourite labels. And this week, I am joined by Rich Elson from Africa 7. Good evening. The record label that has a lot of music like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to have two hours of uh, just dancing around our little studio there's, here. There's, there's a couple of chilled bits. Yeah? Yeah, I'll throw in some you, chilled bits. You're probably seeing some uh, respite yeah. from the groove. I think he did that as well. Jake Solo, African Gypsy, he like... About halfway through that song, it just turned into something else. Yeah, it's really. kind of a bit of a mellow, chill, it, build it back up again. It, it's sort of his prog rocky sort oh, of yeah, like yeah. style yeah. in the middle. <laughs> uh, but yeah, welcome to the show. You are the youngest label I've had on the show. Two years, I think. Um, yeah, but twen- and a half, yeah. 20 yeah. releases in two years is ridiculous by any standards, I think. Yeah, we're pretty busy. <laughs> there is a lot. So you are a record label that focuses on uh, sort of unearthing, unearthing African gems, essentially like funk, disco, yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah, I'd say that. Yeah, a lot yeah. of a lot of gold to mine, right? Yeah, but then we we have, we have got a few bits which are not on the funkier side, but we don't we don't tend to press those on vinyl, digital only releases. But yeah, the funkier stuff is the is the fun stuff. Is that that's the stuff that gets onto vinyl? <laughs> oh yeah. Because that, that's the stuff that people want to DJ, or is it just that's the stuff that sells? It's just, I, uh, a bit of both, but yeah. it's, it's the stuff that, you know, when you're in the office, you need something a bit more entertaining. Yeah. You don't want to be too chilled. Yeah. It's, You've got to get through the day. It's quite funny. I was uh, chatting to you before about the... Because I, uh, I come here straight from work, and before I leave the office, I like send it, whoever I've got on the show, I send a couple of tunes to a few people at work and just be like... What do you think of this? That is the work test to see how <laughs> popular a label might be. And I think uh, I think you guys definitely scored pretty highly on that test. That's that's good to know. Just like seventies funk and disco is like. Well, I was listening to some of the tunes that I've selected for tonight, and um, on I was getting on the tube this morning. I was getting to the end of it, and it was getting a bit bit on the funkier side. I, I could feel myself, you know, nine o'clock in the morning. I'm on the train station. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm having it. <laughs> So is that saying to people who are listening, it's like, this is the start of the two hours, it's going to get way funkier oh, yeah. at the end, yeah. so stick with it. Yeah. So, But you say that, and then I've got the track listing that you've put th- together in front of me in a Kami Brilliance second. I mean, I only just realised it wasn't a Kami Brilliance about two months ago, <laughs> but a Kami Brilliance who mm-hmm. is not mellow. No, no, That's, no, it's not It's not mellow, no. but it's not It's not as funkier stuff. No, it's, is that what you... Well... It's going to get heavier. All right. <laughs> uh, let, let's uh, give this one a go. It's uh, Call Me Brilliant and Machine Ma Bwindia. Is that right? Something like that. It'll do. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, 
And you say it gets more funky towards the end of the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you better it. have your disco pants on. Oh, mate. Well, you can see me. You know I'm here in my hammer pants. <laughs> so, uh, the track is uh, Kagam, that one by uh, Kemayo. Uh, it's taken from Africa Airways 1, was it? It was one? indeed, yeah. The first first compilation we put out. The first release we did. Yeah. yeah. And Which... um, and before that, we had Akami Brilliant as well. And we opened the show with Jake Solo. Um, Jake Solo was a record that you reissued. You reissued the original yeah. pressing. Akami Brilliant, you've done the African Funk Experimentals, yeah. compilations within an artist. Yeah, it's, all the, the, it's not necessarily the greatest hits, it's uh, cherry-picking some of their more obscure experimental stuff. Yeah, I love those compilations because they come in that nice sort of shiny silver, oh, the shiny silver, sil- <laughs> the shiny silver, is that Tala AM, is that how you say it? Yeah, Tala Andre Marie, he's, yeah, we've done his, and we've just done Joe Tongo. Uh, Pasta Lappi. Pasta, that, that, yeah, that one sold out. That sold out far too quickly. Yeah. No repress? We did a repress because it sold out it. in 10 days. And wow. that's all gone as well. Another repress? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. But we've got, we've got one coming up next year from Tim and Fotty, which is one of the later tracks. Yeah. Why, does, uh, why, does pa- why do you think Pasta Lappi sold out and like a Kami Brilliant didn't, presumably? Uh, uh, because... Doing, so we did the label markets and you just kind of go oh I don't have a listen and you, they, people put the headphones on and immediately it's just yeah. a head bobbing foot tapping you're like yeah I'm having it and it's it's just too cool Yeah, it's got space drum in it <laughs> <laughs> must be an easy sell at the label market right yeah it's just like listen to this bag done because you make yeah. those as a punter you make those purchase decisions like immediately mm. it's just like that's funky this it's, is great it's shiny yeah. <laughs> it's shiny and it's funky. I love it. That's yeah. it. I, I, I like your uh, artistic direction <laughs> as a label. It's just like, make it shiny, make it funky, done. Yeah, It'll easy. Sell. Easy work. But um, you do, so you do the uh, full compilations like the Africa Airways, the artist compilations, and the, then the sort of raw reissues as mm. well. Like why, why, do, why do it that way? I, I mean, initially the, the compilation was kind of, as a sampler, I suppose, for the stuff we were going to reissue. Yeah. And they've taken on their own life now, and they, they outsell the reissues quite often, and it's just, it's, which is really weird. But it's good because it gives a, an overall flavour of kind of pan-African, cool, funky stuff. Yeah. And it's, you can whack it on, don't have to think about it, turn it over. It's great. It's just good, good party tunes. Yeah. Well, number four's out soon, right? Is the that... end of the month. So no, no pressing issues with that one? I hope not. There's all this pressing <laughs> It's issues. not been delivered yet, but hopefully. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, but that was, um, yeah, the first one. I remember getting it, and uh, you open this, Africa Airways one, you open the inner sleeve, and it's uh, got all the reissues that you're obviously going to do mm. with all the uh, catalogue numbers and stuff like that. We, we so, were being optimistic. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll put them all on there. It'd be great. And we'll see how it goes. <laughs> and so it was. it must be quite reassuring to have a... Have a, a model, I guess is the word, model like that, where you're just like, we know exactly what our release schedule looks like for however long it takes to put these out. Uh, it's not as simple as that. <laughs> <laughs> there is some some ideas of a rough kind of plan, but it also depends on the quality of the audio, the quality of the records we're going to buy, because obviously we're ripping from vinyl most of the time, cleaning it up, and if we can't find a decent copy then the rips aren't good. So we have to keep looking and digging and rooting around for it. But, you know, we, we have a, an idea of what we want to put out. 
Yeah. Well, when when you released that first Africa Airways comp and you had all those records, you know, <laughs> stick a flag in the sand, right? So th- these are what we're going to release. You must have. Like, how how did the label like come about to do that? Uh, right. So we were working on a project digitizing a massive African catalog, and we had been for years. We're still doing it, <clears throat> and. Um, you know, we had no idea what these records were, and they were, we were literally buying them blind, and they'd turn up, and we go, oh, wow, this is really cool. What, like, you didn't know any of the artists no, no, or anything? No, nothing. We knew nothing about most of it. And it turned up, and we were like, this is really, really good. What, what, we need to do something with this. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, another record. This is really good as well. I want this one. So then we were like, okay, let's, let's start a label. Because we'd already got a relationship with the rights holders from a lot of it. So we are like, okay. So we, we kind of did a deal with them and thought, oh, we'll do a compilation first, see what happens. And Lauren Laverne made it comp of the week and it just flew out. And oh, yeah, maybe there's some legs in this. Yeah, not a bad uh, first first outing, right? Lauren Laverne <laughs> yeah. getting behind it. Yeah, and, and we had Giles Peterson waving it on his Twitter account. <clears throat> yeah, so it was good. And then it kind of followed on with, you know, this is a good album, we should do the whole album. And I think the the compilations come about is the album's not great, but there's a couple of good tracks on it, so we can cherry pick them. Yeah, I think the best ones on. I think there's a well, a lot of artists certainly around the seventies where a lot of your stuff's from, and certainly in funk and disco where you get, and not just in Africa but all across the world in terms of funk and disco, where there'll be one absolutely killer tune yeah. and a lot of guff. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I couldn't be detrimental to the artist, but yeah, there's a lot of filler on some of them. Yeah, so it's, uh, so the uh, mm. African funk experimentals are more about... Yeah, they're, they're kind of forgotten tracks off the album, which are still really cool, but they're not the big hits. But they are, like, good for good for DJ, yeah. good yeah, for the yeah. dance floor. Yeah, we're, we're probably upsetting a lot of DJs by sticking all their hidden gems out. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's um, the way of the world now, isn't it? There's a lot, there's a lot of labels um, that specialize in reissues and finding gems some are much better than other labels right there's a lot of poor labels that do this but then there's labels <laughs> like yourselves that you know dig out the good stuff and then you know put it out but you know for a music fan's point of view it's amazing we're, right? we're doing the work for you you yeah. know it's just like wow well, there you go here's, here's some great records go and go off and discover the rest of the artist's catalogue yourselves it's quite it's quite nice that you do that yourself though because you have the compilations and then it's like oh i love that that, i love the kami brilliant and i love taller am i love you know whoever Mm. else and then it's like oh a few weeks later or a few months later here's the here's the reissue of a record that they did through Mm. the same label it's (laughs) quite a nice quite a nice position (laughs) yeah yeah that is my day job (laughs) 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 might have been i might have my work head on still but yeah i mean it's not as easy as you know grabbing some tracks from here. I mean, Airways 3 took us a good nine months to get together. We were missing one or two tracks. We kind of got the bones of it together. And we were just like, oh, we need another couple of tracks on there. And there was just nothing we could find anywhere. Yeah. And it took, yeah, it took us a good couple of months to find the last couple of tracks. Yeah. Um, and this next track's off it. Ah, then perfect segue, <laughs> right? So we've got, um, sorry, Bamba. Yep, Kikanga. I- Let's give it a listen. A bit of Afro Psych from Mali. Yeah. 
Kanaga 78 Kanaga 78 Bonjour MJV
Soul band Nande, Africa Airways one as it well. It was indeed, yeah. Yeah, it's the well, and before that we had the sounds of Sorry Bamba, and uh, the track uh, Kanaga seventy eight. You were saying off 
off mic that that was you upset a <laughs> you, you upset a collector or a. Uh, I, 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 we don't know for sure, but I'm sure there's six grand copy of that record that was going on Discogs devalued pretty quickly once we repressed it. I imagine that's uh, something that happens quite a lot with. Uh, certainly African music as well, like African mm. music from the 70s, it's not usually kept in great condition. No. And it's, therefore, it's quite rare. It wasn't sold hugely at the time. So there's quite a lot of it on Discogs for extortionate prices. Yeah. So you have the uh, dual honour, I guess, of annoying collectors who, when you repress a record, but then also the problem of finding a decent copy of a record in the first place. Yeah, to not create breaking it. the bank to actually get a copy of it. Yes, and you were saying earlier you essentially like pull the recording from a vinyl copy and remaster it, presumably, yeah. rather than finding the original masters, because I imagine that's impossible. impossible. Yeah, I mean, you, you wouldn't get anywhere. I mean, there's, there's the old one. We, we actually found one recently, some tape. Some real to real tape. Yeah, you allowed to t- say what it is? Nope, nope. But <laughs> Keep it's coming it close to my chest. Look, it will be on the inner sleeve of Africa Airways four. <laughs> no, it won't be on that one. It might be on five. All right, okay. there's uh, already planning for the compilation. Uh, yeah, yeah. We've got folders for seven, eight, nine. Wow. <laughs> that's. Uh, well, what time does it get ridiculous? Are you going for a now? That's what I call music sort of vibe. <laughs> Africa Airways three hundred and seventy-five. Yeah. No, that's what I call African funk. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have to come up with new titles from slightly, you know, the, the little subtitle Afro Psych and African Funk. Yeah, so we have to, it's got to be some legway in it. It's, um, I think one of the labels I admire most is Analog Africa and their naming of compilations. I <laughs> they, think do, they do a great job. Yeah, they've they've certainly got, it's like uh, the pop mucosa sounds of Cafe Verde. I think I've mar- merged together about three different compilations yeah. of that title, but it's that sort it's, of it's stuff. It's a real mouthful, some of them, but it, it's descriptive. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's the sort of thing that you go... I have to hear that. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know what this means, but I need to listen to what this record sounds like. We, we try and keep it a bit shorter. But yeah. I, 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 I love what they're doing. They're a great label, really interesting. They quite often come to us and ask if we can give them some copies and we speak to them about stuff, swapping audio records. Yeah. It's good fun. What's the um, What's the What's the relationship like between... Because, you know, you're obviously not the only... Uh, record label that's reissuing or sort of compiling African music. Like, are you allowed to <laughs> analog Africa? You got a decent relationship. Yeah, with? Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. We chat to them quite often. Mostly okay, or is it some people who are okay and then some people who are not okay? And you don't have to name names. Although, <laughs> although feel free to if you want to. No, no, I think they, you know everyone's in it for the same reasons. You know, they, they love the music. And it, sometimes it's a race to find the rights holders and yeah. track stuff down. Gets a little bit, you know, there's a little bit of give and take. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's it's good, <laughs> generally. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll ask you a different <laughs> question to like move it past that. I imagine, uh, I presume, so the record label Africa 7, you guys are based between London and Paris, right? Yep. I assume, you know, given colonialism and stuff like that, that a lot of the rights holders are actually in France. Uh, yeah, or, or they've gone back to Africa. Or, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. Hard to find, track it down most of the time? Uh, some of it takes a bit of legwork. But I, mean, I think once you find kind of one of them, they all kind of worked on each other's records to a certain extent. Yeah. Or they were all in kind of the same area working at the same time. So, you know, one person will know somebody else or know somebody else, and they, they'll just appear. 
yeah. all of a sudden. And then occasionally you find a, a rogue one who either fell out with people or didn't work with them. And then you're like, oh, I'm, I've got no idea how to find yeah. this person. That seems a bit crazy when you think about how big a place Africa is, right? It's, yeah. you know, it sounds like, oh, yeah, African music and, you know, it's this nonsensical sort of term like world music as well is kind mm. of a you know all in, uh, you know it's a catch-all for every type of music that comes from outside of the western hemisphere right <laughs> you know africa is you know you've got your cameroonian music i'm not going to list all the countries in africa but you know you guys release stuff from cameroon and from mali and from you know yeah. loads of places yeah we, we don't, we're not specific and i know there's quite a few labels who are specific to regions but we we're not bothered but it seems a bit crazy that you know, most of that stuff can be found in the same place if it's across. You couldn't imagine, like, the same rights holder um, managing, I don't know, reggae music from Glasgow and from, you know, <laughs> Romania, right? You know, that's just not going to be a thing. No, probably not. But the, the label, you know, at that point, because they were such a big conglomerate the, in the 70s and buying up other labels, that they kind of all found their own way into a collective of people yeah. somewhere. So you're saying as well that you um, sort of started from digitizing a load of African music. Yeah. Was that for someone or for yourself or what? No, it was, it was for, yeah, for a label group. Okay. Yeah. And then it was just like you just found some gold. Yeah. You got yeah. a mischievous look on your face. <laughs> we found some gold, yeah. It was good. But it, I mean, that was the, the, our initial job was literally just to digitize it all and get it all up online because there was no digital versions of it. They're obviously got a list of stuff that they own the rights for but yeah they didn't actually own the masters in a physical sense anywhere so it was just that they <laughs> they wanted the sound to be saved essentially yeah yeah so when we were doing that when we were doing that for maybe two or three years before we put a record out yeah but it was literally just you know this is really good we've got to do something with it we've got to try and put it back out to an audience that it wouldn't have been exposed to in the 70s yeah Oh, that's the wonderful thing about the internet, right? It's the common theme yeah. through a lot of, you know, I interviewed um, Chris Manis from Paradise Bangkok and Doug Shipton from Finders Keepers Records and both of those, you know, are finding, those labels are finding music that would never be heard by anyone mm. from, you know, everyone, uh, Doug sort of called me out on having a very sort of British Western white person viewpoint on, on music. And it's just like, because I, cause I thought something wasn't big, you know, but... Mm. You know that artist that we're talking about was actually huge in their country. It's just that I would never be exposed to that music. I mean, Toler AM, he sued James Brown in the seventies for stealing his song. I mean, how people don't know who he is in the UK is, is amazing. Mm. Considering you know James Brown was at the height of his career and got done for plagiarism. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, by some guy from Cameroon. It's um <laughs> on the, well, it's um quite interesting is it because like a lot of those a lot of this music is influenced by people like james brown if he's not stealing it right um, i would have oh that you sort know, of funk who, and knows, disco. who knows where the influence was because uh, you know a lot of the the westernites went to africa went to france and they you know they were touring around whether they were taking influence or influences taken from africa you know Music, it's art. Yeah, well, it's that that sort of melding of different cultures and styles and stuff that comes together. I mean, you hear contemporary records now that, you know, unmistakably Afro-funk and the people who are recording it and writing it probably never been to Africa, right? (laughs) Yeah. It is a, you know, large, you know, probability you get. Mm. 
You know, it's uh, I always use the example of reggae being like, you know, the genre of music that you can find in pretty much any corner of the world. But I, yeah, we've come across quite a bit of African reggae. Yeah, but so yeah. half those people probably have never been to, you know, Kingston, right? Yeah. It's not, you know, there's a huge, <laughs> huge reggae scene in Eastern Europe. It's like the coldest place I could think of <laughs> off the top of my head, right? It's like just because like some people have smoked weed and like got into that music, right? It's um. That's yeah. the beautiful thing of music. <laughs> um, you mentioned Tyler AM. What's uh, the thing we've got queued up next is Mana Dibango. Oh, let's, let's skip that one. Yeah, we'll, we'll play. We'll play Tyler. Okay, so this it's is not the one that um, you see James Brown over. I should have brought that one in. If you don't go, well, where do we go if we want to oh, listen to that? I can't remember the name of the track off the top of my head. Oh, see, Google it. Just Google Tyler AM. <laughs> James Brown. James Brown. Okay, do that yeah. at the end at eight o'clock after the show. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is Tyler AM.
That's uh, the most mellow Tyler AM's track I think I've ever heard, right? That's why I thought I'd throw it in. Give everyone a chance to sit down. Have a little bit of a breather. Yeah. Uh, So it's all uphill after this one. Is it? Is that that a promise? It's all going to just like go off after this. But you know, you choose the night party. Well, (laughs) that's certainly true. It's uh, and you know, the vast majority of the records that you put out are good parties yeah. good party music right so uh, those compilations for sure are a you know dj set in a bag in a bag yeah, in a record yeah that's that's the that's the plan you know yeah. you don't have to do anything you don't have to keep swapping records you just put it on it's all good that's too hard to do that sort of <laughs> stuff now anyway isn't it so how did you how did you get into the music in the first place like, i mean i'm i come from a musician's background so i mean i'm a bass player so yeah this is bass player's dream most of this <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah um i don't know i've always been into music i always kind of listen to loads of stuff and then to find something that is familiar that yet not mm. was it was quite cool and interesting and you know lyrically i've no idea what half of it's saying doesn't matter might be for the cool. best yeah, probably. Yeah, you know, set of music from the seventies, possibly not, possibly not all okay. Well, you don't have any issues, do you? No, no broadcasting restrictions. No, no, I, I, I hope not, given some of the stuff we've played in the past. Um, but no, so it wasn't like you were at school and you were just like a uh, big, you know, Cameroonian funk head. No, no, definitely not. But I've always been kind of exploring music. Yeah listening to whatever people I mean I remember getting mixtapes from people I was in bands with in the 90s who were like oh here's some stuff from the 70s and it'd be it'd be yeah things like um, Frank Zappa or you know and it'd be just going off on these random tangents of stuff I'd never heard and then you're kind of like oh I need someone else now I need someone else to go and explore and find and, and then it just yeah it just appears somewhere yeah. out of the ethos here's some music <laughs> <laughs> and it's certainly like the internet these days is just like makes it more so yeah yeah so it's, I, have, I don't know whether it's more difficult now that it's easier to access everything because trying to narrow it down you can go off on a real tangent and find lots of stuff but actually finding the good stuff is not that easy yeah unless you get people pushing it at you i think anyone who uh has a critical eye to music does radio shows or podcasts or anything like that like some people i know um they have to trawl through a lot of garbage to get to good <laughs> stuff right there is a lot i mean and this is not even access to music but the ease of producing music as well means there's a lot more yeah from both ends almost it's like there's more access to music and there's more people who are thinking they can make music and doing very bad music you know soundcloud is a horrible horrible place <laughs> if you want to look at uh, either dubstep and reggae are the two worst genres for soundcloud i know people who do quite a lot of a and r in off soundcloud i not me Thanks. oh no <laughs> i mean it, i mean as with anything and you know, going through loads of old African records, I imagine you get exactly the same thing. It's like you listen to a lot of bad stuff before yeah. you find the gold, and then when you do find that, it just makes you so much more passionate about oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of rubbish that comes through. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of expensive records that are rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a random record that got repressed. It was really expensive. Ramu Sandaran, Somu Sandaran. You should see that spelt out. That's way more <laughs> way more complicated to say than that. But he's a he was an Indian percussionist, and uh, do you know Psych Magic? They mm-hmm. uh, DJ uh, disco DJ guys. They 
did a compilation for Leng where they had a Rom Sandaran, Somra Sandaran track uh, called Electronic Heart, which is this weird, mad sort of fluty prog dance thing. It's absolutely mind-blowingly crazy. But then the album that that was from got reissued this year in fact through a italian label i was like straight for it you know 20 quid down now i'm definitely getting that nothing else nothing nothing, not, nothing else on that so not even remotely not even it's like just all bad prog like <laughs> there's one track which is like nothing else i've ever heard to be frank <laughs> <laughs> you know is uh and, you know you just get that all mm. the time right yeah and i think that's that's why with the compilations you know as well as being a way of kind of as a, a taster of what the label's about, occasionally you get one track on an album or an artist just has one really good track. Yeah. And it's like, well, we'll just use that one because we're not going to reissue the full album because it's, it's just not good enough, which sounds a bit harsh. But it's not, it's, not, it's not financially viable for us to put a record out that isn't, you know, isn't good. Yeah, but that's your role, right? As yeah. a record label, you are... Curators. As a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You are curators of African funk and disco and other, you know, associated genres from, you know, the late 60s to mid-80s and in Joe Tonga's case, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. up to Some 2017, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, but in your world as a record label, you are curating the best sounds, not everything that's come out. yeah. So, oh, saying the best sounds is, is yeah maybe maybe not the best sounds but the, the sounds that we like yeah <laughs> for, for me as a you know as a fan of the record label it's like i trust you to find music that i will like from there yeah and sift out all the you know the all so the bad stuff. all the not so good stuff yeah. i'm sure there's other labels that'll pick that up and, <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be fine uh, so I actually closed, uh, so a fortnight ago I had a show with Alien Jams, a uh, fantastic uh, London techno label, and I closed the show with this track that we're going to oh, play you? next. I did. Oh, that was, was a bit of coincidence. Yeah, well, well, I always close with, well, I try to close with a track from the next label that's on. So it was quite fun, the fact that it was two hours of, I wouldn't say quite gnarly, but pretty abstract and heavy techno music <laughs> ended Excellent. with uh, ended with uh, Pastor Lappi uh, this track's called No no Real Sekele Fia How, how's my pronunciation it's, it's not bad it's not bad yeah. uh, the sound of the music is much better <laughs> Come 
olvídense que le voy a...
Tuned into 199 Radio, listening to my favourite labels. This week we are with Africa 7, Rich Elson from Africa 7. We're into the second hour. Hey, we, everyone's, everyone's partying now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you, right, it's perked up a bit. We had a little bit of an Afro lull. Yeah. Now we're coming back to the Afro funk and slowly warming up. It's going to get. It's going to get bigger. It's getting bigger. You keep teasing. You keep teasing this. I want it to happen now. It's uh, <laughs> uh, Pat, we had Pastor Lappi Nareel Sekele for you before uh, that last track. Momo Joseph African. Mm-hmm. Uh, Momo Joseph, I don't know anything about. He was. Um, he didn't do a lot of music. Um, he was. He was quite a big French actor. He's in quite a lot of the big French films. He did a couple of Hollywood movies, I think, at some point during like, the 70s and 80s. Yeah. But he's got a few tunes, a few tunes knocking around. They, There's they, an album, which that track was off, Born in Africa, which is great. Is it Born in Africa? No, it might not be that one. So it's not the uh, African Bruce Willis, right? Doing, no. <laughs> actor, <laughs> like, stepping into music. Uh. No. I mean, to, to be fair, he didn't do a lot of singing on that track. No, there was a lot of backing vocals. So just him, uh, him, uh, sp- yeah. On the uh, was he like guitarist or? I, I'm not 100 percent sure. I think it's just he, he, songwriting and the vocal in the background. All oh, right, he's not the Damien Hurst of this who just thinks of an idea and gets other people to do it, <laughs> no, and that, that's it. So <laughs> that's his. Uh, did you say you were off to see him? Yeah, we're going to Paris this weekend to go and see him and a couple of other the the Parisian artists that are still around yeah quite a lot of them presumably like live in Paris now uh, there's, there's a good few of them yeah I mean Joe Tongo's over there Akombi Tala yeah there's, there's a few of them knocking around still yeah not uh, doing a big Africa Service showcase anytime soon uh, given half the chance Joe Tongo would be here <laughs> now playing so. <laughs> Just about he, he's the he's the one that's he's like, still active. Yeah, he keeps sending us new tracks. He came to see us in Paris when we did the label market a few weeks ago. Signed a few copies of his record. Nice. Well, Just popped in, popped out again. But he's a superstar. Well, that was because uh, he he did the African Funk Experimentals compilation with him. Yeah, and these the compilations always have sort of a date range on them, and mm. it was I can't remember exactly what it was for Joe Tongo, but at the end of the date range, it then had. Plus twenty seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hang on, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, I mean, he's still still gigging. He's still yeah, still playing. Yeah, did I think he did a European tour last year? But it was it was mainly him. Yeah, just, you know, turning up places and playing. There wasn't a full band. But yeah, he's he, he's recording at the minute, as far as I know. 
Yeah. What, in about, the studio. what about Momo Joseph? Is he? No, no, no new stuff. No, is every, uh, most of the guys just like been there, done that, and sort of like. I mean, a lot of them got burnt by the industry. I think yeah. way, way back in the seventies and eighties. Just I'm very skeptical and sort of yeah. Yeah, it's quite one of my um, favorite stories like that is about Trunk Records. If you know that label, mm-hmm. they, um, they issued a load of uh, Basil Kirchin records. Mm-hmm. So Basil Kirchin, a, a jazz musician from Hull, he essentially Johnny Trunk had heard something and had no way of contacting him, but found a contact through the musicians' union. So sent him a letter, thought nothing of it, just saying I'd, I'd love to hear more of your stuff, like to put it out on the label. Heard nothing back for a while until one day a huge box of records <laughs> appeared Amazing. on his doorstep and it just had a letter in it which, with a note just saying, I've waited for someone like you all my life. Amazing. And then at that, it, it, this, this is a really nice but sort of quite emotional story. Then he, so he, Johnny Trunk got this music, reissued a load of the old stuff, but the reaction to that, so they got picked up by the press, like, mm. you know, people like Record Collector and Mojo and people like that writing about him and interviewing him. And it inspired him then to make more music and to pick it up again after not doing it for years. He was yeah. disabled, he was in a wheelchair, he was blind, I think he was blind, yeah. He was, um, you know, not in very good health. I think Johnny Trunk wrote an article about it where he described him as riddled with cancer. And essentially this later day interest in his work inspired him then to put out loads of, like to record loads yeah. more. And, you know, Johnny talks about it giving him a few extra years. Yeah. It's uh, really inspiring when someone comes along and does that. Yeah, thing. I mean, someone having belief in, in the work that they put out years ago, even. I mean, even, you know, because the industry was notoriously bad for the artists in that period. Especially, I mean, especially in Africa. I don't think they got paid particularly well. Yeah. And they just got burnt out by you know. Yeah, um, I, and you can understand they didn't make any that, money. Yeah, especially when you're doing interesting weird stuff. I mean, a lot of the tracks that we've played today have just got the oddest production on them. Right? <laughs> yeah, just like yeah. weird, like a Kami Brilliant, just like weird m- machines like whirring away in the background, and that uh, Mommy Joseph track, just like the odd flute little yeah, like yeah, a couple yeah. of bars chucked. Chuck in. In. Yeah. <laughs> and you just uh, what was uh, the uh, the track we played before the Pasta Lappy one, which has. You know, just some coughing on the mic. It's like, <laughs> yeah, leave it in, mate. Just to, you know, you, yeah, yeah, well, no editing. But, well, I like think they put a few effects on it, like you yeah, know, you a know, bit, a bit of reverb <laughs> <laughs> on the we'll coffee. Make it fit in. It's fine. And, and you know, this is strange behaviour, right? It says. Well, no, I mean, I guess the studios they were using at the time, there was no multi-track in it. Was live takes, yeah. full bands, straight in. Costs money as yeah. well, right? So it's like, eh, no one will yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> um, what are we going to play next? We're going to play Mud Jake Solo. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to stick this one on. Okay. This is off Airways 4. Oh, so forthcoming. When's Airways 4 out? End of the month. Cool. Hopefully. So it's Jake Solo, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trinidad, uh, Yanana.
Too caught up in that baseline, I think. There, <laughs> so Jake Solo from Africa Airways Four. It is indeed, yeah. Out later this month. Where would one go if they you need to pre-order that? Right pre-order now, pre-order it now. Bandcamp. So Africa7.bandcamp.com. Yeah, and you can download that track right away. Right away. So if it, if seven and a half minutes on the radio <laughs> wasn't enough for you, you can rewind and do it again. Yes. So yeah. So do you, how much do you know about Jake Solo apart from his? Uh, album cover of african gypsy of like <laughs> essentially two women's backsides yeah in nice red nice red yeah it's a nice red color yes yeah, uh that was the first uh reissue you did as well wasn't it of uh, it's the first vinyl full reissue yeah we did manage bango cedo on cd before that but yeah jake Soto was the first vinyl why cd why vinyl why oh that's a good question we have since oh. done cedo on vinyl was but, um, it, is this an internal uh, internal squabble? Uh, no, there was mainly because a lot of the Manu stuff you can still pick up on vinyl. Yeah. So we're kind of like, well, there was never a proper CD release of it. So we thought we'd do it with CD and see what happens. CD's rubbish. 
don't, don't do CDs. No. <laughs> Just is it, is, uh, is it the vinyl that sells for you? Yeah, I mean, CDs are... I, mean, I think pretty much for everyone in the moment, CDs are... Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a non non entity. It's quite interesting because like it, it varies massively based on the genre and where it's popular and who it's popular with and things like that. I had um, Rocket Recordings in here uh, once and they they released Goat and mm. get that first Goat record, World Music. They've done about twenty five thousand on vinyl and about another twenty two thousand on CD. So it's like fairly evenly split. Pays for the label, right? Yeah, but it's, like, <laughs> it's fairly evenly split between the two, and it's. Uh, yeah, it's it's always fascinating to decide, uh, to understand why labels put stuff out on certain formats. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I yeah, a CD. I mean, it's just, I just don't. I don't have a CD player. Most people don't have a CD player anymore. No, I do. I but I never buy that. I don't even know where my CDs are. I think they're in a corner somewhere. Yeah, on the floor, getting dusty. Yeah, they play with. But I remember getting CDs off friends of mine at other labels, and oh yeah, you got this. They'll sit in my bag for a year. I, don't, I haven't listened to them. You get that. Send me la- a link. Send me a link and I'll stream it. You, or give me a record. You get that the label market. This is like a really key thing. Like at the independent label market in Spitalfields, you'll get, um, you'll buy a load of records off someone and they go, oh yeah, have this CD. And you're like, can I say no? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to sit in my bag and it's never going to get played ever. And it's like, I really don't want to. Yeah, when a friend of mine gave me a copy of a CD <clears throat> from a woman who was signed to Geffen in the 70s. And her album didn't come out because it was due for release. I think it was the same week that John Lennon got shot. Okay. <laughs> and it just got shelved and it never came out. And then I got a copy of it because there was someone, someone I know was reissuing it. <clears throat> and um, I still haven't listened to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's still sitting there. It must be great. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Send me the, yeah. Send me the digital. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, we're going to play some Joe Tongo now. Is this from African Funk Experimental? It is, yeah. So, which was the last release, or about two releases ago? Uh, no, it was the last one. Yeah, it was the last one out um, just a couple of months ago. It's been well received. It was on his the explosive Joe Tongo album from seventy something. I had seventy two in my head, but I don't know no, why. No, you, you're that, the one that would know. He's later than that, but it might be. Yeah, <laughs> I've lost my notes. That's it. <laughs> right, <laughs> we'll just listen to it. it. Doesn't matter where music is timeless, it's right? It's funky. <laughs> this track is called "Funky Feeling."
does what it says on the tin a little bit, doesn't oh, it, yeah. Joe Tongo? <laughs> Funky feeling, uh, African funk experimentals. And he's still making music, right? He is, yeah. He's very active on social media as well, if anyone wants to go and hit him up on Twitter and Facebook. Is he? What's his... Uh, what's his... Joe Tongo. Just go and find Joe Tongo. <laughs> what sort of stuff's he doing? Is he... Uh... He's still, still doing the funky stuff. Just touring around. Yeah. So, say, um, so he's obviously you put a couple of tracks, his newer tracks on the compilation. Mm-hmm. His contemporary Afro-funk something you guys are going to venture into or interested in? We, uh, we get approached. I mean, we have no interest at the minute <clears throat> in doing new new music. on Not, not on Africa 7 anyway. It's yeah. a reissue label and compilations. But it, It's the kind of thing you could... Do a side label on it. Yeah. If you felt mad. (laughs) We're happy to accept it and have a listen. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) And if something amazing drops in, we're going to have to do something with it. But at the moment, it's like nothing is. We're not actively looking. No. It's uh, one of those things, isn't it? I think labels tend to start through two different ways. Uh, One is people are drunk in the pub it's like a really common theme drunk in, this. in the office yeah well, drunk well yeah drunk anywhere usually at gigs actually oh, we've got to do a label um and the other one is you just hear something that is um so unbelievable that you cannot let it sort mm. of lie there and more people have to hear it i think that's the nicer way to start a record label yeah yeah <laughs> we're, we're probably a bit mixed of the two, but yeah. well, was uh, drunk listening to Afro Afrofunk yeah. music. Yeah, like oh, we should do something with this. Let's go to the pub and think about it. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good though because like I mean, there isn't a huge amount of economic sense in running an independent record label. No, right? It's, it's expensive to make vinyl. <laughs> but, yeah, at least at least and you guys are selling, at least you guys are shifting it though, right? As well. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. Some do better than others. Yeah, some definitely do better than others, but it's still expensive. Yeah, and it, sure. I mean, the delays in manufacturing at the minute are a killer, absolute killer. I mean, no, we put a record in to be produced in August, and I got told delivery date of twenty second of December. It's uh, and yeah. was, <laughs> that's that's no use. Merry Christmas. Yeah, thanks. So, <laughs> I wanted it out in October. Yeah, <laughs> those, those are not going to get those pre orders are not going to get fulfilled before no, January. Are they? Don't worry. <laughs> oh, right, okay. So we could wait and see what that's going to be. It'll be January January release for that one. Cool. Um, and we've got um, this long-awaited sort of th- batch of three tracks that are increasing. Oh no, it's just fact- full on. Is full it? on from the start. Is that yeah. what we've got? So we've got about 15 minutes of just full on. Yeah. All <laughs> I right. you've been so, resting. <laughs> yeah, be, yeah, because the last hour and a half or so has definitely been really mellow. So, you know, we're going we're gonna to go with this. So we're going to kick off with Missing the Go. And then... One of my favourite tracks of Airways 2. Yeah. yeah. And then the other two are from Airways 4, are they? No. Uh, Timofoti, which is the second track, is on course 4th March, April next year. We're doing a... Experimentals, Tim Nice, a uh, shiny cover. Yeah. Awesome. Is that the shiny yellow one? Yeah. Nice. And the last track is by Echo, and it's on Airways. Oh, it's not on Airways 4. It's on... Airways 5. No, it's not on Airways <laughs> 5. Well, it might be, but it's not not yet. Uh, it'll be on the reissue of the album next yeah. year sometime. Cool. Well, let's lock in, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
not as not as banging as I thought. As she made out, I thought oh. it's it pretty banging. I love like I love like I'll try um, harder next. Time. Yeah, like <laughs> well, when the next twenty releases have come by, yeah. then you could like do it again. But um, yeah, no, so I, I love a crazy sax solo, and I love you know all those. <laughs> I think one of the things that's like been quite a common theme through all these tracks is odd instrumentation. Like they've just like. D- yeah, Don't. whatever's in the studio, probably. It's like, it's like, oh, I, need, I need a solo of some sort. Oh, yeah. oh, have a blow on that. Yeah. Have a blow on that. <laughs> Just like, yeah. Do it. And yeah, like you, you were saying off mic as well, as uh, most of them are probably done in like really small, like, like scratchy studios yeah. where people have like you know so I'd have loved to have been there mm. for like the recording of some of this stuff yeah, yeah I mean it must have been an amazing you know vibrant I mean a lot of them were all playing on each other's records and stuff yeah, I mean it must have been a really vibrant scene to be around yeah it's like a mostly Cameroonian isn't it a lot of the stuff they, was that Echo was that Cameroonian or uh, yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you say it confidently, no one's going to fact check it. Apart, apart from when you come to write the liner notes for the release, <laughs> which you're just like, oh, hang on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we ended uh, those three with uh, Echo uh, out next year, sometime maybe. If yeah, early next year. And then we had uh, Tim and Foti out March, did you depends, say? Depending on manufacturing times, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, next year, early next year. And that first one, uh, Missing Your Go. Tune, yeah, absolutely outrageous. <laughs> Africa Airways two, two, yeah, two. I mean that that full on rock guitar solo going on in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a, it's really it's quite. Um, I think what's wonderful about about this show, like what having listened to all the music as well, and you sort of you hear Africa Seven people would play pigeonhole as Afro funk, Afro disco. I say people, I would pigeonhole it, Afro Funk, Afro Disco, but the nuances and the differences is remarkable mm. throughout. I think the selection of tunes that you've had is Thanks. shown that. So, <laughs> so we're going to have one more Africa 7 tune and then we're going to end with something from my next show. Cool. So we're going to play with uh, Mbambina. 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 Yeah. Cameroonian? So, Cam- uh, uh, no, they're not. They're, they're, they're a weird one because they're picked up members from all over Africa and then yeah. moved to Italy uh, okay. and recorded the album in Italy. Quite, I've seen quite a lot of those, <laughs> which is strange why Italy, but you you do hear it quite a lot, well, read it quite a Warmer lot. Warmer than the UK and France. And stuff. a bit cooler than Africa, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, this, this tra- Good food. I'm not even going... <laughs> that, is some, that is something, right? I'm not even going to try and uh, pronounce what this one is called. Jakarta. 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 Not how it's spelled, but...
still pretty banging. Oh, uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so, Every record we put out is pretty banging. <laughs> <laughs> so how, um, so we're like at the end of the show now. How do you reflect? So two years, 20 releases. How do you reflect on the label so far? It's been really good. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's growing nicely. We're getting a lot of support across the industry, which is really nice. I mean, Bandcamp has been a pretty big support of us. Yeah. I mean, they've got another track on their weekly show this week, which is really nice. Um, Bandcamp are amazing, though. Like, I'm a yeah. huge ambassador for Bandcamp. Yeah. They, um, certainly over the last couple of years as well, have just become the place to discover new music for mm. me. I, th- I think as a social network, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I mean, there's a lot of bad music on Bandcamp as well, but, you know, you, the fact that you can follow people who then... You know, you do, yeah. they don't have to actively point you to something. It's just you see what they're listening to, what they're buying, mm. stuff like that. I think is amazing in their editorial position. I'm a big fan of paying writers to write. Surprisingly, yeah. as someone who writes myself, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's uh, and Bandcamp pay. I think, um, I think they did was, a feature on us a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of months ago, which is really nice. Yeah, th- those ones they have, which are just like label features, and not many. You know, one of the reasons I did this show was. You don't see many label features around, like in sort of the main. I guess, I guess that's. It's it's a strange one because previously, I suppose in the past, labels were a, a bigger entity, yeah. and you know people would buy stuff off a label regardless. But I think that's drifted off a little bit. Maybe with the resurgence of vinyl, maybe that's picked up again. But yeah, it's it's strange because like we were talking earlier about you know labels being curators of a sound or certain Mm. thing and that's certainly how i look at record labels these days is people whose music taste i you know like and think they've got a good taste and will point me to good stuff so then i will always check out whatever they're releasing unless it's a major in which case you probably wouldn't well it's it's not quite the same with if if it's a major they're like you know when's an independent actually a major and stuff like that right it's a bit of a minefield mm. it comes to that but you, you know it's um the people who love good music and are always go put out interesting stuff and things like Bandcamp embrace that but also enable that as well yeah. because you can follow the label and then you know exactly when they've got something else yeah and, uh, they've, got, I mean, they've got some great features but let's not let's not go on about Bandcamp got, why, why I could do that forever <laughs> there is actually a show on 199 Radio uh, Best of Bandcamp really so, yeah so right. if, if you if you listener are a big uh, get, want to get into Bandcamp I think that's the show probably to listen to um, but no seriously yeah thanks so much for thanks coming for down it's been great fun yeah great fun listening to your own stuff right? yeah, I've been listening to it all week <laughs> I've got my headphones on all week with it you'd never get sick of it no. like, who could get sick of this sound though seriously it's uh, you know Afrofug is one of those uh, few genres where you know put it on any time I've, I've had to restrain it. myself from giving it to people on the tube well, <laughs> I'm coming into work well, when so, have a look- listen to this this is great but someone looking a bit sad on the tubes yeah. like here listen to this crying <laughs> into their coffee as they're going to work have a listen yeah. you'll feel better um, well, <laughs> uh, next up on the show in a couple of weeks time I've got Cubiculo uh, Records who are a Portuguese dancehall label I'm going through all the European dancehall labels. I did France a few weeks back, uh, Portugal next. Uh, I'm going to play. I'm going to close out the show with a track from them. Uh, it's a chap called Bionic Singer, and this track's called "Hear Me Name Call." Uh, thanks again for listening, and yeah, we'll see you in two weeks' time. I don't really do. Yes, it's Simon Madu. 
I've been amongst the sheep and I've been amongst the wolves. The wolves slaughter the sheep, so the sheep be the shepherd. Job! Be my guide, be my savior. Job bless. And if you wanna know the pleasure it is going to bring when you hear me name call, you hear me name call. You wanna search deep within when you hear me name call, you hear me name call. And if you are a hidden, you won't make the roll call, won't make the roll call. Not even the sheathen will make the roll call, won't make the roll call. But after all, we roll dance all individually, spreading it all over the globe, even the blind can see. Speak the truth as long as you live, that's my philosophy. Up to holy Mount Zion is my destiny. But some a chat, them want to ride your back. And them a watch the clock for when you put down your pot. And when the food done, is when them come back. Man, them must it take you for your big idiot. Do to them as they do unto you, brother men. And life will improve. Lift up the needle, play the wax. Me want to listen to groove in each and every track. If you want to know the pleasure it's going to bring when you hear me name call, you hear me name search deep within when you hear me name call, hear me name call, and if you are a hidden, you will make the roll call, will make the roll call, not even the sheathen, will make the roll call, will make the roll call, after all, we roll dance all individually, spreading it all over the globe, even the blind can see. That's my philosophy. Holy Mount Zion, I is my destiny. You are a winner with the bionic singer. And if you oppose the sound of pressure, some me come your girl, forgive the girl's pleasure. The woman say he, she love me deliver. Only your chosen few know about me. Shout it out to the bassie. One king me know, a king see la see. One emperor is majesty. If you wanna know the pleasure it's going to bring when you hear me name call, you hear me name call. You wanna search deep with the when you hear me name call, you hear me name call. And if you are a heathen, who make the roll call, who make the roll call. Not even the sheathen will make the roll call, will make the roll call. If you wanna know the pleasure it is going to bring when you powers the world's best podcasts. 
Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. We're watching. Fashion trends. Pep talks where we give advice. Mental health moments. And games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>